Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media. Everyone of Mordasov. This is Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner GAA podcast. Hello there and welcome to Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner's GA Championship podcast. Well, there's so much to reflect on after a bumper weekend of county championship final action. Perhaps it was the busiest silverware presentation weekend of the year. But our starting point isn't one of celebration. Instead, it is controversy as a mass brawl in the Kerry Senior Football Championship semi-final replay between East Kerry and Dingle was one of the big talking points from the weekend. Mark Murphy was there for the Irish Examiner and now gives his account of what exactly happened. Okay, so Mart, the big talking point from Kerry at the weekend, the uh, county semi-final replay between Dingle and East Kerry, wasn't so much the football, it was uh, what happened um, during the game, uh, a mass melee. So just talk us through what exactly happened, when it happened, and uh, what sanctions are likely. Well, I suppose, uh, Cullum, the first half... I suppose let's go back to the original game. There had been a, a fair edge between the two sides, and uh, there had been uh, two red cards. The first day, well, no one was for a, a second uh, yellow. And um, I think uh, that uh, the first half, when uh, the goals went in early, uh, there was uh, a lot of afters. Uh, there was uh, sort of off the ball stuff, um, you're pulling and dragging. There was reports of sledging, but uh, at halftime, um, Dingle had a handy 377 point lead, but they were facing the breeze in the second half, and with the forward power that East Kerry had, and in particular David Clifford, well, East Kerry hadn't completely thrown in the towel. Uh, but early in the second half, um, after um, David Clifford had um, had, uh, had had tried for a point, uh, Paddy Clifford got involved, uh, and he was shown uh, a red uh, card. Um, now, um, after this, um, for some strange reason, um, a complete. Um, row started, a separate row, and this started near the two dugouts on the far side of the Austin Stack uh, pitch. Some would say that was a bit unfortunate because that meant that there were people on the sideline, um, etc., who got involved, and um, there was, um, it went on for about uh, 90 seconds, maybe to two minutes possibly, uh, before the referee and some wise heads were able to restore order. But there was some uh, edifying stuff there. And uh, Darren Moynihan, a uh, player, uh, he uh, received uh, a blow. And um, it subsequently emerged after this uh, that uh, there was uh, a red card issued to Paddy Clifford who had been involved in the earlier 
incident and um, then you had uh, a mentor we'll say uh, from both sides uh, sent to the stand and they walked across the field and went to the stand uh, after this uh, it settled down a bit but there was still um, a bit of bad blood there let's say and uh, then uh, East Kerry got three points uh, in quick succession and that brought him back to uh, to actually three seven to ten points a goal at that stage could have opened it up, uh, but all their hopes went west or east. Uh, in the uh, 46th minute, uh, when just in front of the stand, uh, David Clifford um, got involved with uh, the right halfback, Mikey Boyle from uh, Dingle. He, had, he already had a yellow card, but he had to get a straight red for this ball. He has acted immediately. And uh, he was sent off, so it was then 13 against 15, and uh, Paul Ganey and Tom Sullivan finished it off. So, look, it was unedifying, it wasn't uh, great to watch, and it certainly was something uh, that over the past two weeks has crept in to carry football, um, and something that had been there before, I know. People are saying that everybody's got a phone now and maybe it was happened before and we didn't know it. There were odd skirmishes, odd one-on-ones, but this mass brawling, um, I haven't seen certainly over the last 20 years in Kerry. Okay, I was just going to ask you that point there, Mart, because if memory serves me correctly, Stephen Wallace, the uh, Offaly manager who, of course, uh, was forced out of his role a little earlier in the year, was involved in a mass brawl. And if memory serves me correctly in the very same stadium, Austin Stack Park. Yeah, that was slightly different in the context of um, it happened all right in the very same um, area. I was not that mad, so I can't really comment uh, very, very accurately on it. But my information on it was that at the time, um, a row did break out and uh, Stephen was there, uh, not in official ca- capacity, with Adfert, and um, when uh, blows were exchanged between different individuals, uh, unfortunately for Stephen, he got involved, uh, but that was uh, cleared up, I think, uh, pretty quickly, um, and uh, that particular but, game... But just, just on that point there, Mark, you just made the point there that Stephen wasn't involved in an official capacity. Is... Is there an onus on the likes of a Kerry County Board or county boards in general to regulate who actually gains access to the pitch? Because you look at the footage of that incident and you look at the footage of the brawl this weekend, there seems to be a whole lot more there than you would have on the match programme. Yeah, well, the uh, rule that Kerry uh, adhered to, uh, and it's the same for an inter-county game, is you're allowed 26 uh, of a panel in, uh, the panel of 26. Unfortunately, yesterday, uh, Dingle had 31 on their panel. That included Darrell Sullivan, who had it on to side at 30 because uh, Paul Devan was suspended and he was actually named on the team and the programme, if you know what I mean. And um, it was 31 as well because part of the room was added to these carries. So basically, we say both of them panels of 30. That's, uh, that's an extra uh, 15 bodies on the line. 26, I think, is the regulation. Now, each team, and uh, Kerry would be pretty adamant that they adhere to this yesterday, are allowed 10. That's 10 on the sideline. That would include usually 
four or five of a management team, plus a physio, uh, a doctor maybe, uh, and then you would have probably the, the, the secretary of the club for the substitutions, and then you, you'd have one or two, the Marishkas, the water boys, whatever you'd like to call them. So 10 is the max that's allowed on the sideline, but when you add 15 subs onto 10, that's 25, and the same on the other side, that's 50 extra people on the sideline, and particularly in the Ossenthak Park, as you know it, uh, Column, where uh, the dugouts are um, side by side. In Killarney, the dugouts are side by side, but the subs don't sit in them. They sit up on the stand. Uh, but that's not going to make any difference to the venue because the venue has been confirmed for the Austin Stack Park. So I presume uh, it will be stewarded. Uh, it was stewarded yesterday, but it'll have to be stewarded much better. Now, you mentioned the fact there, Mark, that you haven't seen the likes of this over 20 years. Is it a case, though, that things like this are happening and have been happening for the last 20 or 30 years, but nowadays with, as you said, videos, phone technology, etc., etc., that they are now being witnessed by a, a much wider audience? They are. I think I haven't seen them in major games. There was one in, a, in, in one particular hurling game, um, and there was one in a football game involving a team from Cork and a team from Kerry where uh, an individual climbed over uh, a fence at the Austin Sack Park, I remember, and there was pretty uh, tough blows in that one. Uh, so I have seen, you know, over the 20 years, maybe a half a dozen of what I would call pretty serious incidents. But considering the amount of games that are played in the county, both in hurling and football, um, I think that, you know, that's not, a, that's not a major number of incidents. Yeah, but, but would you put this... Would you put this one up as the more serious of the incidents you've seen? Uh, it's one of them. Uh, I saw one where which was which was in front of the stand, and that involved uh, uh, fellows being being punched who were close to the wire and close to pillars and and bollards and things like that, where serious injuries could take place. That was the more serious. Uh, that involved the cock team and the, and, and the carry team, in my estimation. But I do feel that this one was bordering on being serious because uh, people were being hit or appeared or allegedly appeared to be being hit uh, from the side and. Um, but I think what's going to happen is, um, and what usually happens in these situations, is tonight at the CCC meeting, they will await the referee's report and uh, they will also call both clubs, both Dr. Crokes and who are awaiting, obviously, Dingle in the final. Both clubs will be called in and they'll be given strict instructions on the number of people they can have and what is expected of them and how they are to behave before next Sunday's county final. So that's going to happen. And the other thing that's going to happen is the referee may well be asked to look at the report again based on the incidents and maybe look at the, the video and see that he's happy uh, that uh, who he has named or who he sent off is who should have been sent off. So there could be uh, repercussions for Dingle here uh, in the next couple of days, but that will be only decided tonight and only decided after the referee has submitted his report, so it could happen later in the week. Okay, do you think there's possibly an onus on Kerry County Board maybe to look at the restructuring in uh, Austin Stack Park marked of, of maybe placing dugouts on either side of the uh, of the pitch? Yeah, it has been discussed at County Board the meetings before, Column, and it's something that we've all sort of uh, made reference to in uh, 
different things we have written and um, delegates have brought it up as well. Um, the place is being redesigned, as you know. It has been improved, uh, the lighting in particular, and on the Mitchell side, which now is the longer, obviously the Mitchell side, we call it the town side of Austin Stack Park, and um, there's a covering there, on, there's going to be covering there on the terraces. Um, but yeah, they are going to have to do something about uh, those dugouts. Number one, they're not the most comfortable, um, and number two, there needs to be one probably on the other side. The problem is if you put one on the other side, uh, the wall is so low, it's, 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 it's uh, in, in the, the near side, on the stand side, that um, you're not going to be able to see the matches, the supporters in the bottom seats would not be able to see the game. So there is a logistics problem there. But they're going to have to look at it because we have some big games coming up. Dublin are coming to town as well. There are two uh, league games definitely in, in, in Chile on the lights. And um, that is going to cause... Uh, a problem but the atmosphere in Chile is absolutely ideal for the size you'd have for a county final or a league game 10,000 you know maybe 12 max and if you put 10 into Killarney which is the capacity of 42,000 they get lost there's no atmosphere Killarney is probably more suitable right now for big games in terms of that kind of control but uh, I'd say the Kerry County Board will now look at uh, something to do something about those dugouts on the far side, uh, whether they can do it under the current structure um, and arrangements they have, they may have to do something with uh, with part of the stand as well. Okay, very quickly, Mark, uh, it wasn't the only talking point from the day. The game was delayed by 10 or 15 minutes. Why was that the case? Yes, it was, and that was unfortunate. The crowd, I'd say, was, we didn't get numbers, actually, but it was as big as the doubleheader uh, the previous week, which is strange. There was huge interest in this game, and uh, people, uh, when you don't have a game on before it, there isn't, a, there, there isn't going to be a, a big game on before next Sunday either. My information is if there is a game on, it's going to be a kind of an exhibition game between 216 development squads or something like that. There is no competition list that they can play. Um, but uh, to get back to your point, yeah, it was uh, people queuing up, waiting uh, to purchase the tickets under the new system and carry Munster, um, uh, they have a ticketing system and the Munster officials uh, um, uh, 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 actually use uh, and help out uh, Kerry but uh, the problem was uh, maybe Kerry for some reason the, the, the officials they uh, didn't expect the same crowd because there was only one um, ticket then we call it in operation and there should have been two now I, I for the life of me can't believe why there wasn't two that would really have sped it up and the game had to be laid for two minutes, uh, ten minutes. And the problem about that, uh, not alone was it an inconvenience for the crowd, uh, Cullum, but I also think it didn't help the players because they had been out warming up, they had got psyched up, they came out and they were told they had to go back again. They went back in again and they came out with further fuel and fury uh, in their veins and uh, maybe that uh, led to some of the um, the fury on the pitch and uh, uh, you know when you're waiting around when you keep athletes waiting around an extra 10 minutes it's not at all good so yeah I think uh, I think the county board will have to take that one on the chin uh, they can't be blamed for uh, the the brawl can't be blamed for lots of things. The metro official did a good job. He did the best he could. But I think uh, they've got to take it on the, on the chin about not having a second van there. And our thanks to Mark Murphy for that. And don't forget the Kerry Senior Football Championship final between Dr. Croaks and Dingle 
is set for next Sunday afternoon. Now we're uh, heading up along the western seaboard, heading up to Mayo. Big action in McHale Park on Saturday night. Ballantubber uh, pipping Brafey 12 points to 1-8 in the county final. And after the game, John Gunningham of the Mayo News Football Podcast caught up with Killian and Connor to discuss another fantastic victory. Right, I'm here with... Uh Somebody who quite clearly is the most popular man in Mikhail Park at the moment, Killian O'Connor. Congratulations, your county champions again. Yeah, it's a brilliant feeling. Um, it's really special to get back here. Popular when we win. Uh, had Jermaine not, you know, hit that one and mm. and won the game for us, I mightn't be the most popular man in Ballantubber. I had a few chances I should have got. A hell of a point by him, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was brilliant, and yeah. it, it probably saved saved us really because we had a couple of chances to kill it. Myself. But, but you've Steve. done that all along. I mean, I was, I was here for the for the drawing game against Mitchells, and I watched the the the, the replay on Mayo GA TV. But you pulled both of those out of the fire. It was either you or him, you know, and and, and did it again tonight. Yeah, look, it's it's it's. Uh, what is it about Ballantyre this year? I, I'm not too sure, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to put a little bit down to luck because the Brafey boys there put in an unbelievable yeah. shift in the last 15 minutes. They really wore us down. Connor, in Jamie, all their other forwards, Garrett, like had a shot there cleared the bar in the last few minutes the story would be very different and it'll be about a goal their, chance right there right at the end be, of the, it'll, yeah. it'll be about yeah. their resilience and our lack of uh, ability to close out a game so look it's fine fine margins between the clubs in, in Mayo especially the top few so if a bounce of a ball or a shot goes over the bar to win it for us we'll take all the plaudits but we know there's nothing there's nothing between us what does the fourth one feel like compared to say the first one uh, it's, it's obviously it's very special it's in its own way it's different this is really special for me because to see the young guys the 20 21 year old guys the the James Finnerty, Stephen O'Malley's, Kieran Gavin, Brian Walsh, a bit older. They're the fellas who have drove us mm. on the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, when the older guys in the squad have, have maybe had miles in the clock and struggles and injuries at times, it's been those young guys who have drove us on. The Garrity's driving train on all year. Uh, They're the fellas who won it for us. So I'm really thrilled for those fellas. And our thanks to John and to Killian O'Connor for that from Mayo. Uh, we're heading back to Cork and to Sunday afternoon. Uh, Cork Premier Intermediate Football Championship final for Moy against St. Michael's. Dennis Hurley was there and uh, the headline in today's Irish Examiner sums it all up. Uh, for my in 54-year wait for senior status, did the celebrations uh, reflect the ending of a, of a famine, Dennis? It, it's, it's funny enough you should ask that because afterwards we were, um, we were interviewing a few of the Formoy players and, and mentors outside the dressing room and, and it was put to the, the manager, uh, Mick, that it was... Um, that it was one of the quietest dressing rooms that we'd heard, and he said, uh, wait, wait till I go in there now, and uh, the, the noise will ramp up, and in fairness, it did. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was joyous occasions for him at the final whistle. It, it was a strange kind of a game. It wasn't it wasn't a great game of football, and for my, we're, we're always in front. They, they they always had that bit of a cushion, and, and St. Michael's never really looked like getting through to get a goal that was looking more and more likely as the game went on. They did get it back to two points right during the, the second half, but it never felt like it was part of a, a wave of, of Michaels coming out from all. It was kind of being able to get points where they could and, and missing a, a lot of other opportunities. Like They'll definitely look back at the, the tally of 12 wides, I think it was, over the hour um, when, when they reflect on that. But it's it's great for Formoy, um 
nine years ago they were in the lower intermediate football and junior A hurling. Now they're senior football and premier intermediate hurling, having been in a premier intermediate hurling final two years ago. So they're challenging in that. This was their second premier intermediate football final in the three years since they've come up from the intermediate. So they they really kind of have have pushed on and. Um, Captain Darrow Carroll said afterwards like that it was just a case of getting up the senior that there's a lot of good young players coming along and that there'll be no problems staying up so fighting talk and uh, a good good sign of that they're showing uh, bullishness I, I suppose hugely important for a town the size of Fermoy to uh, have a senior championship team absolutely yeah like they're one of the great historical names in Cork football I think they've won seven titles the last of those was 1945 you know it's it, it's great to have this history to look back on, but when you're not adding to it, it you know, they just become faces and names on, on a wall in the clubhouse. And it's like, weren't we great once upon a time? So now at least, um, you know, like they were saying afterwards, you know, this is their time now. They're creating their own history and there does, does seem to be a real positivity that they can continue to build from what you saw of them would you think that they will be able to hold their own in in the top flight i i think uh you know i i think they have a bit of improving to do but you know they they won't look out of place yesterday wasn't their best performance but again it was something that darrow carroll said that previously they might go gung-ho against teams and try and outplay everyone Whereas you need that bit of cuteness against the better teams, you have to be able to grind it out. They'll definitely need to be able to do that at senior. It'll help them that they'll have the Munster Championship to adapt and to acclimatise and hopefully move on in that because Cork definitely need to improve their record in the, the Munster and All-Ireland Intermediate Club title. So they're, they're definitely in a in a good position to be um, looking to, to step up. Okay, just before you came on there, we were hearing from Killian O'Connor after the Mayo County Final. A man that knows all too well the heartbreak of losing yeah. big finals. We have to talk about St. Michael's oh, and, yeah. and their like, run in deciders. It, it, it's, it's, very, um, <laughs> it's very unfortunate for them. That's uh, three and four years now in this grade. Four in seven, I think, having lost 2012 as well to St. Vincent's. Um, if if there's any consolation for them to be taken, it's that Clyde Rovers lost three in a row in this grade and then looked to have fallen away and then came back to to win it. So Michaels will, you know, the, that that's the the kind of way they have to look at it. That they are the best of the rest now. So there's no reason why anyone else should be stopping them next year. They probably felt that coming in this year. Although you were you had a final kind of funnily enough between the last two beaten finalists. Mm. So there was bound to be double heartache for someone. Um, you know, Michaels again. They've they've kind of done done well enough underage. They're not a, a particularly old team. It's just a case of overcoming the the kind of the nagging doubts. And and again, they were insisting beforehand what happened in the past has no bearing whatsoever on this team. But did you see a bit of nervousness in their play? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have called it nervousness. Maybe it's just maybe maybe they were kind of so keen to kind of start well that they were taking on shots where they didn't always have to take on shots. And then when you see the wides mounting and from all you going down the field and kind of just picking off their score steadily, you're thinking, geez, you know, we're kind of, we're falling behind here. And um, from all I had a, a, a very good point to come back to 6-3, just coming up to half time, and, or sorry, Michael's got a good point to come back to 6-3. 
coming up to half time and with the wind to come in the second half and Tomas Clancy just goes up then and hits over a raker with his left boot to just make a 7-3 like a 4 point lead yeah. half time it, it's not big numerically but psychologically it just is it's a massive one. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, very quickly we just want to mention the second game uh, Charleville Corsi Rovers in the Premier Intermediate no victors on the day uh, we have to do it all over again on Bank Holiday Monday yeah no victors and, and like we always say after a draw Hurling was the real winner but I don't think you can even say that here it wasn't one to be remembered by well, I think I think a, a 1-9 to 12 points yeah, 4 9 really yeah. sums it up doesn't it <laughs> a football score you might call it um, both sides will be glad of the opportunity to go again they'll you know They'll probably be glad to kind of have got it out of the way that, you know, they might have been pretty much nervous or whatever about playing in the occasion that a final is. That's kind of gone now. They can just go out and have a, a proper cut off at the next day. The scheduling may be a bit questionable, asking lads to kind of put their whole weekend on hold. It, it's probably just the way that all the the finals have to have to start in. You had the senior football final next weekend and uh, the lower intermediate football was, was with that. Um, so if it wasn't going to be the bank holiday Monday, mm. then you're looking at, at November. So it's it's the only place it, it can go. Uh, very final question. Uh, we had Mart Murphy on there a little earlier and talking about the um, Kerry Championship games being played in Austin Stack Park, which has a much tighter capacity than Fitzgerald Stadium and it lends to the atmosphere, etc. Is there a feeling that these games, Premier Intermediate Finals, Intermediate Finals, Junior Finals, Wonderful occasion for the players to say that they play in Parky Cueve, but like, is it completely lost in a 40,000 yeah, seater stadium? Yeah, it is, it is a kind of a, a cash 22 kind of thing. And I've often, um, I've often uh, beat the drum that uh, a, a rural venue and uh, you know, you have uh, a crowd that will, will fill it and make for a better, better atmosphere. And to be fair, this year. They haven't brought every single semi-final and quarter-final into Parky Ring and it has made for better games. And I suppose the county board are just kind of looking at it that, you know, they have this great stadium now and players and teams want to play there. So it would be unfair to kind of take that away and say, you know, off up to Parky Ring with you. And it, it does then lend to the the kind of the, the, the quieter atmosphere. Like yesterday, the, the top tier in the the main stand was closed and and this and just the, isn't a cock problem Dennis no, like for example Simple not. Stadium yesterday yeah, for a temporary it's, final it's a tough one to, to kind of balance but I, I presume the county board just kind of have the 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 view at the moment that the big games and even like the cork under 21 or under 20 um, and minor will be held in Park Cueve because it, it is the main venue maybe it's something they look at if, if the numbers kind of indicate that it, it's worth putting them in Parky Ring because it does lend to a better kind of occasion, better better atmosphere. But I think for the moment uh, you're looking at you're looking at Parky Cueve unless it's a, a Saturday night game um, and National League games will be the only ones, uh, the only Saturday night games held in Parky Cueve. And our thanks to Dennis Hurley for that. We're going to head up to Tipperary next. The uh, Senior Hurling Championship final was on up there. Clonulty Ross Moore ended a 21-year wait for senior championship silverware, uh, great celebrations in Simple Stadium. But it heaped yet more misery on Nina, yet another final loss. And after the game, our John Fogarty spoke to the losing manager, John Fitzgerald. Um, a tough one, the teams were level 10 times. Um, and perhaps Clonulty, you know, they, 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 that goal, it looked like the initiative had switched to you. 
Sure, yeah, but listen, like we didn't expect anything else coming over here today. We always knew it was going to be a very tough game. Cloudy showed a huge appetite for the game. When we met them earlier on in the year, we only we won by two points, but they were seven points up and shot 17 or 18 wide. So, listen, we weren't paying any heed to it. We knew what was in store today. They worked it very hard today, and they deserved their win, to be fair. The better team won today. That was it. Did you always felt that you were chasing it as much as you know you were a point up there with, with what six minutes or all yeah, but six minutes like our guys, our guys are full of character. They were never going to just wilt away and let a county final slip past. You know, they gave whatever they had there today. Some things didn't go for us. We didn't take opportunities when they came. Probably conceded a few silly frees when the game was in the melting pot there with about four minutes to go, three in a row. So and like that, pay, that takes its toll then as well. And they're probably the, the differences between winning and losing county finals. But the goals kind of kept us in it. Sure, yeah, but I suppose, listen, when you look at the scoreboard, right, the bottom line here is it's 15, 15 scores to 23. Um, like, they definitely heard better today and they're deserving of their victory. Frustrating that you couldn't maybe deliver your semi-final form earlier in the year. Yeah, but listen, you were never going, every game is different. You know, you go out, you go out to perform every day, you go out. We brought a huge, a huge work rate. We came in here full of confidence today. Not overly confident or arrogant, but full of confidence. Some things didn't go for us. We didn't get out of the blocks very well today, which we've done in the last couple of games. We've we've got out of the blocks very well. They did their homework very well done in their matchups. And listen, as I said to you, 23 scores to 15. Now we're going to head across to Shannon from Simple Stadium to Cusick Park in Ennis. Owen Cormican was there for the Irish Examiner on Sunday for the Clare hurling final between Ballier and Cratlow. The scoreline says Ballier 120, Cratlow 114, but Owen, uh, not as straightforward as that scoreline would suggest? Anything but. And with around 20 minutes to go in this game, it was very difficult to envisage anything other than a Cratlow win. Um, is much the better team in the first half probably should have been more than four in front at half time and then got three points within a 70 second burst at the start of the second half to go 113 to nine up um, and you were just you know expecting you know Kratlow to push on from here but instead just a total reversal of fortunes Kratlow only scored one point in the closing 28 minutes of this game that was a free um, and Ballet on the other side scored 111. So you had Ballet outscoring Cratlow 111 to a point over the closing 28 minutes. And in the closing 17 minutes, uh, Ballet struck 1-8 without reply. So just a remarkable turnaround, um, you know, savage collapse on, on Cratlow's part. There's no point putting it any other way. And, you know, a marvellous comeback by, Ali, by Ballet, which just contributed to a very dramatic second half. Incredible heartbreak, though, let's say, for Cratlow. Not alone the hurling, but also their bid for the football winter eye. Was it at the semi-final stage? Semi-final stage last weekend. And, you know, that is what largely contributed to, to this second half collapse. At least that's what was the consensus, because you could see out in the pitch that the legs seemed to go from a lot of Cratlow players. And that's understandable. Look, they're a dual club in 2014. You know, they won both the Clare Senior Hurling and Football titles, a magnificent achievement. Um, and this year, again, you know, they had real momentum behind them and were pushing for that double, fell at the football semi-final stage. But because, I suppose, they were going so well in both codes, yesterday was their 10th weekend out of the last 11 on the go. So you're going right the way back to August 11th and to have only one weekend off, that's very difficult for, I suppose, players dual players and you could see that was a significant factor in the second half where they just totally ran out of steam okay i'm going to take the lazy approach now when it comes to ballet and i'm going to mention two words uh tony kelly tony kelly yeah um was averaging one nine coming into this county finals that's averaging one nine over four championship games and that's averaging one nine from play so he was their main man he was the man that 
I won't say single-handedly, but had a large part in carrying them into this county final. Um, so Cratlow set up to to counter Tony Kelly's uh, approach and influence to nullify him. You know, put their best players on the flanks and in the corners and kept the ball wide at all times. Warren going down the central channel at any time because that's where Tony was, and that's where Tony was would have exerted his 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 influence. Um, so. You know, he, he was out of the not out of the game, but didn't have you know the usual Tony Kelly influence, and that's down to Kratlow's part. But certainly in the last fifteen minutes, yeah, he came to the fore big time. Um, Niall DC, I suppose, was was the man of the hour, um, converting thirteen frees. You know, Kratlow had big problems with their their free taking. Um, you know, young Billy Connors had one or two bad wides, then they threw Connor McGrand to the freeze. He had a bad wide and sent the freeze back sent the free taking duties back to Billy. On the other side you had Niall DC who who hardly missed a single free, thirteen over the hour. He was the sole ballet scorer, as I mentioned in the report, for the first nineteen minutes of the opening period and the first twenty two minutes of the second period. So where Tony was the man coming into the county final and carrying them into the county final, Niall DC was absolutely the man yesterday and Ballier wouldn't have won a second county title their second in three years without Niall DC. You mentioned that fact there, second in three years, but apparently a hugely changed team on from the one that won a Munster title and went to an All-Ireland final. Totally different team, and that's what heightens yesterday's achievement. And I suppose I spoke to Tony after the game for a piece in tomorrow's Examiner, and Tony said this win meant more to him and was more impressive than two years ago because it wasn't as strong as team as two years ago. The goalkeeper in 2016, when they won their first county and subsequently went on to win Munster, Kevin Sheehan is now the manager. Four of the starting team have emigrated, including Garoad O'Connell, who was wing back on the 2014 All Ireland winning Clare under 21 team. Stanley Neen was their captain, Patrick O'Connell, Cahal Dewan, and then you had two more players, uh, Cahal, or Damien Burke and Paul Flanagan, Paul being a Clare senior, who were injured. That's half your team gone, and almost nearly the stronger half of the team, leaving aside obviously Tony Kelly and and, and Gary Brennan so they were big boots to fill um, and the lads that came in stood up yesterday and I suppose that's why I suppose I, I've mentioned in the report that this win has to go down as more impressive than, than two years ago because of those who were absent Will you give them a, a fighting chance in the Munster Club campaign? They didn't expect to be in the Munster campaign themselves they'll be the first to admit this and I think you know they of course, they're going to give it a right crack, but I think they'll be almost satisfied with this win. This county final win will be enough for them, whereas two years ago they had the players to push on and win Munster, which they did, and, and get to within an hour of All-Ireland glory. Um, it, it's going to be harder for them this year to make a Munster final. They also have to travel on this occasion. Two years ago they had Thurles Arsfields uh, at home in Ennis in that cracking Munster semi-final where they, they pulled back a, a big deficit. This time they have to go to either Ballygunner or Middleton, so that heightens the task in front of them. Okay, you had a busy weekend. You were in uh, Porky Wren and Cork on Saturday evening for the Cork Senior Football Championship semi-final second replay. Bit of a mouthful just to even get that out. I can imagine what it must have been like playing in it. Do Hallow taking victory over Castlehaven 3-13 to 16 points. Deservedly so? Absolutely, and from very early on, this contest looked to be going only one way. Um, Do Hallow got the goals at the crucial times. And as I mentioned in today's report, uh, Castlehaven were never closer than two points, and that was as early as the eighth minute. And from there, the gap was at three, four, five, six points. It went out to nine points early in the second half when Jerry O'Connor got Duhallow's third goal. Um, so Duhallow were, 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 I won't say comfortable, but never looked like being caught. 
Um, I suppose you would have to question then, you know, they were somewhat late in taking off some of their marquee players. Um, and when they never looked like losing this, they possibly could have pulled off some of their big names, maybe with 20 minutes to go. And that's no disrespect to Castlehaven, but it didn't look like Castlehaven were going to get the required goals to pull this one back. Um, so maybe Duhalo could have pulled off their marquee players sooner than they did, because as we all know, um, the county final is next Sunday. And Duhalo are facing into their fourth game in 21 days. So fatigue is going to be a big factor on, on going into that game. Mm, the other side of it then, the Bars have been sitting on the sidelines for the last couple of weeks. So, you know, again, it's a tough one to call, isn't it? Very tough. And, you know, Paul Kearns, the Duhalo manager, was straight up after the game. And he said, look, if we win, it'll be said we had the momentum if we lose, you know, the fatigue will be blamed on us. Um, I think Duhalo would have been thankful for the first the first replay, which was last week, um, because it was an extra game and divisions need as much time together as they can. Wouldn't have been thankful for the second semi-final replay. Um, but by the same token, look, they just have more time together. They're training exclusively together because all these lads, their clubs are out of the championship. Um, but again, it just comes down to fatigue. And, you know, with 45 minutes gone in next Sunday's county final, how are the Duhalo legs going to be? Um, given this is their fourth weekend in a row playing championship football and their fifth in six weekends. And then you go back through the weekends and, you know, they're lining out with Rock Chapel and Bally Desmond and Knocknagree and Canturk. We must also remember, um, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned in today's report, Knocknagree and Canturk, so, you know, they make up two-thirds of this Duhalo starting team, five each. Um, they had no winter break last year. You know, Knocknagree went and won an All-Ireland Junior Club football title in early February. The same weekend, Canturk won the All-Ireland Intermediate Hurling title um, above in Crow Park. So have had no break. So have been on the go from the beginning, possibly of 2017. Okay, they wouldn't have been doing they wouldn't have been doing much during the summer because there was no championship, but you're still training away. So they've had no proper break where they've just been you know, to themselves for five or six weeks. So it's been a long road to get here and you just wonder, um, will that at some stage catch up with them against the Bears on Sunday? Now, on Saturday afternoon, we dispatched Stephen Barry to drum Colliher for the Limerick Junior A hurling final between Tournafulla and Kilidi. In the end, Tournafulla emerged victorious, 117 to 10 points. Uh, over 1,500 people were at the match. And after the game, uh, Stephen caught up with the uh, winning manager, Andrew O'Shaughnessy, the former Limerick hurler, to talk about uh, an incredible afternoon for the small parish. How does it feel after that? Um, obviously it's great, it's fantastic. Um, Saturday when I took him over with Niall and Jimmy, I always like, I say every time any t- interview I give, when you go out to play you want to win every match mm. and you always want to win a couple of the end of the year, it's all well and good putting in the, the effort, if there's nothing to show up at the end of the year it's kind of waste, so mm. I'm happy, I'm happy there's a cup, fortunately because they're on about turn of and Clee are the same back in West Limerick and just... No, he can he can't be back here unfortunately. But mm. it's farming and hard work and hard grafting, and people are leaving for work, which is mm. understandable. So it's great something like this is massive boost for the community. Yeah, and are you living back there? I know you're. you're very, no, no, you're I'm in Kamalak. Kamalak, yeah, oh, yeah. It was, that was how you got pulled into my, wasn't my, true family. Yeah, my boy, I'm married to Nile's sister, yeah. Emer. So I think when he was going asking me first, he asked her for her permission because okay. we, we just two young kids, three and one, so yeah. it's a big commitment, like it's a big commitment because yeah. if you're going to do anything, you have to do it right and mm. I felt I did a bit right and sure look, yeah. it seems proven if you win a couple, if you lost today, you didn't do it right, it's, it's so fickle. And she, have you seen, I suppose, great development in the team too, I think it was 70 odd training sessions and matches yeah, on top just, of that. Just, yeah, I know, it's just from the whole, the whole year, they're constantly developing. And I just tried to get a style of play to him and that it actually suits him and that's the one thing I, I'd say that even after the West Final, 
there's a, I was talking to a man from Cleedy and he goes oh you're unlucky but you hurled a great style and that mm. means the most to me now than actually winning the match at the time yeah. it's nice to see we're, we're trying to do things right and invariably if you do things right enough times you'll get to win mm. as it's your first it's your first training first male team I trained a Camogie team my sister years ago Bally Grand we won the county in 2011 so oh, okay very good I was actually back here against Cleedy as well yeah yeah ironic so you're picking up the bulk that's the guy yeah. I know I love I love hurling of course and yeah when you can't play when you're retired it's the next, next best thing and I know people say no it's not the same but I get the same buzz I love going training mm. say them who's training session seeing the training going well equally if the training doesn't go well I'd be disappointed myself but that's addictive right yeah. same as anything you do for sure mm. had you the bug when you were watching Limerick oh doing yeah, on yeah they were superb even after the Tipperary match I met a lot of work and it was all about Limerick I said they're going to win that Ireland and I never said that about Limerick team it's just Hmm. Just the style of hurling they hurl and the intelligence. I said that's not going. That's not overnight. Did they practice that? So that's going to stick with them for Pion for the whole whole year. Unfortunately, look, you got the breaks. Of course, Cork should have beaten them. Hmm. Maybe you could argue. But at the same time, they work very hard. So it's great to see. Great to see success in Limerick. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And are you a good supporter watching on the sideline, or are you a bad supporter? I say I'm a great supporter, but my wife and my brother say no. <laughs> but no, I see. I'd be a nine. Sorry, I'm second. Oh no, he's doing. He's on the line. I'd be an a nine supporter to sit beside because I'm commentating everything. Mm. little things that you don't get freeze for that I, I think I'm a good judge of hurling so I can mm. actually read the end fairly okay so it's grand being able to read it but talking the whole way through a match is a bit unfortunate for people beside you and I don't realise it but mm. Mm, it's all, always constructive in fairness I think Very good I know you retired with an illness wasn't it yeah. how, how are you with that now? Good. Can't think about it too much it's not, ah, affecting, yeah. it's not affecting but see, I think that's the problem if people think about it don't, don't play anything like that but if you think about it too much it's going to affect you no matter what Yeah yeah mm. and sure you must have got a kick out of being so involved now with Tour the last year and given yeah. I suppose it's kind of given something back to kind of community as well when you mentioned the yeah. pad is kind of rough of course yeah but it's more from Nye's perspective that he's giving back he's just finished last year so it's his first year back it's a big step for running to management and he was superb and so organised along with Jimmy he just finished as well they're both hurling junior B mm. so like I went in not knowing, knowing about the players but I didn't know him as well as I know him now mm. and it's kind of awkward to start because normally you're with a management team say, oh that's Johnny or that's Timmy or whatever but they don't say that when they're actually training themselves so mm. it's good to see them training themselves and being involved it just builds up a whole spirit and ultimately that was kind of one for us mm. Are you happy with the cup or the performance because the performance is very good as well now? Good on him um, Happy we won being selfish I thought we heard well in patches but it was only in patches mm. but that was good enough today unfortunately because we lost the West final to Cleary and they totally annihilated us and they just outworked, them, outworked us but any time for a game if you don't match another team physically and mentally, the hurling doesn't matter how good hurling you are because mm. you're going on backwards. So if you can match a team, same standard of physicality and stuff, I would be confident for hurling ability to come through indeed. Mm. So. And those stories are just a sample of some of the wonderful county championship action right around the country over the weekend. Some of the other stories making headlines in our 16-page club supplement on Monday included Ryan ensures rivals battle again after extra time. That was Paul Ryan's 88-minute free ensure that uh, Kilmacud Croaks and Ballyboat and St. Dendas must do it all over again in the Dublin Senior Hurling Championship final. Uh, trouble and strife can't derail Carnacon's 19th Mayo crown. Well, it's been a, a year to forget in many ways for the lady footballers of Carnacon and their battles on and off the field with the Mayo County Board, but they secured a 19th consecutive Mayo crown, beating Knockmore 9-10 to 4 points 
on Sunday afternoon. Gary Spillane up senior in Limerick after defeating Brough in the Limerick Premier Intermediate Hurling Final on uh, Saturday afternoon. While in Kilkenny, Ballyhale Shamrocks defeated Aaron's own 116 to 115. A Shefflin on the scoreboard with the crucial point. It wasn't Henry though. It was Evan, the wing back, with the uh, decisive score, which sets up a final against Bridge on Sunday in Nolan Park. Uh, also, some of the other stories making headlines from the weekend. History made on Navon's greatest day. Navon from Gorey defeating St. Martin's 2-11 to 13 points in the Wexford Senior Hurling Championship final. That was a, a big shock down there. Uh, also taking place over the weekend, we had the Donegal Senior Final. Uh, Guy no Dover uh, defeating Nave Connell 17 points to 1-7. Up in uh, Tyrone, it was Cole Island 2-11 to Killy Clogher, 1-7. Uh, the Antrim final, look at this for a low-scoring game, five points to four. Uh, Cargan defeating Craig and Kickhams. Uh, they haven't gone away. Well, they did for a while, but they're back with a bang. Cross McGlen Rangers defeating uh, Bally McCab in the Armagh final, 24 points to 115. And Owen Rua uh, defeating Lavi, 112 to 12 points in the Derry Senior final. In Cavan, uh, Castle Rahan uh, winning the final there. And uh, delight for them having lost the last three deciders over in London. Fulham Irish and Tyr Connell Gales, 114 apiece. And uh, surprise, surprise, what a name coming to Fulham Irish's uh, rescue there. A certain Owen Mulligan, you may remember him from his Tyrone days. Uh, Moorfield, Kildare champions, uh, defending their crown there successfully, uh, 212 to 29 in St. Connellan's Park. We heard from uh, Ballantubber Brafie a little earlier in the uh, programme. In Westmeath, Mullingar Shamrocks defeated St. Lomans Mullingar 2-12 to 1-11. Newtown Blues 1-11 to 1-10 over Nave Martin. But would you believe the winners were six points down at half time and were five down with eight minutes of regulation time on the clock but they hit one two without reply to take victory there scottstown began the march to uh, ulster club glory they defeated derry gonley or fermanagh 217 to 111 that was a preliminary round game uh, more celebrations in limerick adair defeating ballylanders in the football final 113 to 12 points the wexford football final that was a replay and that was played on saturday and uh, Shell Maliers 4-14 to Killineerans 1-7 that's the first title for the victors there uh, Wicklow Senior Hurling Final Glenally 4-10 Carnew Emmets 1-12 Leitrim Hurling Final Carrick 2-7 Clunine 7 points and uh, the uh, Waterford uh, Senior Hurling Championship Semi-Final the Nair 2-11, Balnacorti 2-9. They won't have much time to celebrate that, though, because the final is fixed for next weekend. That's where we're going to have to leave our uh, podcast for this Monday. Thanks indeed to all our contributors. We heard from... Uh, we had uh, here in studio Dennis Hurley and we had uh, Owen Cormack and, and as well we had Mark Murphy on the uh, telephone from Tralee on all the goings-on in that Kerry semi-final replay. As always, Larry Ryan was the man on the sound desk putting it all together. Don't forget, we're back here, same time, same place next Monday, looking back on another host of county finals, including the deciders in Cork, in Kerry and Limerick plus as well we'll have provincial club championship action as well to look back on don't forget uh, you can uh, download the podcast as always on iTunes on SoundCloud on, on irishexaminer.com 
forward slash paper talk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.